So, okay, but is this going to be... Is that in a good place? Yeah. For both of us... Or I can put it right here. Well? It's recording now. Oh, really? Yeah, this is, the, this is it. Awesome. Okay. You can start. Well, okay. We're in, I'm really happy, really happy to be in Kamloops. Hanging out with Joey. We just went skating. And now we're going to talk. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, too. I live in Kamloops. I'm here all the time. But it's rare that... Um, it's not rare that Todd comes here. But this is the first official, like, of the season, spring turning into summer. Got a chance to skate, and our skates are broken in. We had lots of ideas. Oh. Oh. Nice. And we're, um, we're downloading footage for the... Oh. For the new edit. And this is episode 25... of him, the album cover. Alan Jackson. See, I really wish I could grow facial hair like that. I wish I had the option to grow a really nice mustache. Or even you with your beard. Like, I love it when rollerbladers have beards. Yeah. And I, that's not an option for me. I just can't grow a beard. I love being able to grow beards. Yeah. Remember um, the heat video? Which, big flop in my opinion. I can't even remember the last time I would have watched the Heat video. Was that was in? I a, bought it. I bought it too I from Autoline. Once I bought it from Autoline in the era. I talked about this on the trip. That it was like sometimes like, or you guys have talked about this where it was like almost scary. This is awesome. I'm gonna keep getting distracted. Um, where it was almost scary to go into Autoline to buy. Not scary, but like you felt. You didn't bad. feel welcome. No, you felt bad like going in. I bought it at Autoline. I remember the video was really dis it was embarrassing almost yeah it was like they were trying to have like have fun and i got the feeling like i get when like a group of girls get together and get drunk and it's like hey we're crazy we're wild and crazy um it was like they wanted to make a video that had like personality the word personality yeah that's very quote unquote yeah. yeah and uh they they came off like little girls. Yeah, they had water fights and stuff. Not anything against the people in the video, but it was just, it was very disappointing. Oh, yeah. Oh. Pizza. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Here's chicken. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Pizza with chicken? Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Are, are you good with eating during the podcast? Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't have any, I don't have a problem with people eating on the it podcast. It was, um... I like listening to chewing. It was, uh, n- so far, mm, um, Dana, Dana had complaints, Nave had complaints, <laughs> Nave had complaints. Jesse as like a audio editor, it's because eating has a peak, yeah. a peak sound, so. Mm, that's good. Um, it's it's kind of, it's intimate, like it's weird hearing at high quality someone take a bite of food. I've always found it, I've always put it in videos and, and things, I've always found it interesting and funny 
That's and you're a noisy eater too. I make snapping you do noises. The, the smack. Because you does is that does that accentuate the flavor for you? Well, sometimes I, I do it. I do it on purpose. Yeah. When I'm recording, I'm eating. <laughs> I wouldn't do that normally, but I like to take things up a notch. But you do do the smack when you eat. You I do. do that. I do. I should ask if that annoys the lady friend. <laughs> oh. Oh. That wow. was nice. Yeah. We're just watching cool. the stuff that we did today. It was a super was, fun day of skating. It was a really fun day of skating. I was really disappointed that I fell and it really hurt. Yeah. But that your, happens. How's your hand? It's swollen. Oh. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> wow. Holy. We got Maybe this wasn't a good idea to have it downloading like as we're... Because it's just going to be like, ooh, wow, no can... at things that, that people listening can't yeah. actually see. Well, they see. will be able to see it because yeah. we'll put it up yeah. by tonight or whatever. To, and to get back, well, there's a bunch of ways we could have. The heat video was, remember, we were excited because for the first time, a rollerblading video had, um, oh, <laughs> a rollerblading video had like, I think over half of the people on the cover were able to grow facial hair Yeah, on the cover exciting. of that video. It's like a milestone for rollerblading. Yeah. It was growing up. That like, and a, a lot of the older rollerbladers now, like, Richie can grow a beard, I can grow a beard. I would love to actually be able to switch between, like, yours and Dana's style of facial hair, where you don't have to shave very often, and mine. Although I do like facial hair. But if you look at it right now, it, it's like the classic joy. Like, it, I have, I could be Wolfman if I wanted to let it grow, like, big time. That's amazing. The, the thing I love about it is it makes the person look older. Mm -hmm. like a, and it makes the person look like they're not supposed to be role-playing. It's true. Like that's something I loved about Eric Garcia's section that recently got put up was that he doesn't look like a role player. you know? He doesn't. It like, doesn't seem like that guy should be passionate about role-playing. He should be like out drinking and going to the club and playing pool or something. People that don't... Do you ever um, watch a rollerblading video and finally... Which is weird. Normally you don't get to like see a person up close. You'll see a, like... I remember there was um, Ron Copeland. Remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah. The first time I saw well, that like guy Chris up Clark, close, he had like glasses and... Yeah, he looked like a guy that you would have known. Like, reminded me of this guy, Justin, that I worked with at the movie theater that played rugby and stuff. Like a really and, manly man, like kind of... And it was like, that guy was a rollerblader, Works on you know? cars. And I like put the two together and I was like, well, shit, they should have like talked to Ron Copeland more because yeah. the Justin guy that I worked with was really interesting. I wish more people approached it like Like that. what does Ron Copeland do when he's not skating? And where is Ron Copeland? Yeah, what happened to Ron Copeland? So... <laughs> There's so many people in that middle period of skating that were like really good. And he had a, a section in like plus five. Yeah. Just kind of maybe that was like the light the last life plus before it went out and like at, nobody ever that had like a really big section. Also, there's a curse on the like the Midwest, isn't there? I was gonna say that first if you think about his skating style, like he was really good at transfers. Do like tra rail transfers and like burly grinds and stuff. When you get older, like where are you gonna go with that? You can't, you know. Have you ever done a rail transfer? No. I've done one. That's crazy. Jumping, grinding a rail, jumping to another rail. 
I haven't even jumped on a rail for like three years. You, you, you jumped on one today, didn't you? But like a, what Midwest skaters would consider a rail, Joey? A real rail. When was the last time you did a real rail? I can't remember. I grinded a rail today. I grinded a Riverside. When? Is that even a real rail, though? It's like a nine-stair. It's, like it's like a skateboarding rail. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't grinded that one in a long time. That's awesome. This will be really distracting, but it's good to have <laughs> it in the background. This is re- really exciting. We've never done a podcast. No. It's going to be weird for the first while. It's going to be the yeah. same way as, like... Because we don't... Um, we don't skate together that often. I think a lot of people are uh, are not misinformed, but peop- a lot of people have the perception that we live in the same area. Yeah. Still, don't they? A lot of people. Probably. I think a lot of people still think that I live in Vancouver, and a lot of people don't know that I live in Kamloops. Yeah. But I've actually enjoyed. Um, I almost think that when I get together to skate with you, or hang out, it would be awesome if it was like weekly and I did live in Vancouver we lived in the same area but there's a lot of energy to be released totally like creative energy that has just been building up that I can't get solo skating or with skating with other people so yeah this podcast is kind of the same thing where like I could record a podcast on my own and it would have a certain feel but having the two together I always I still always look at it as you're you have a certain degree of logic and question asking, almost a scientific way of thinking that can balance out my way of thinking. And that's how our skating styles work. That could be untrue at the same time. It is a good combo, I think, because it it's like having a left and right brain. Yeah. But we're also strong in the other ways. That was like me talking about something that I probably lost a lot of people on. I was saying that. Well, it's good that it's a, it's an event. It's what? good that it only ha- like things that happen like once in a while. Yeah. You. It can go. It can go both ways because the expectations can almost be too high. Like I've been thinking about skating today. I've been thinking about this session for like months. <laughs> and it's like I, a bad thing because you build it up in your head like, oh fuck, I'm gonna skate so I, good. I had. Um, it's true. But the thing is, we were talking about that on the way back. We are, okay, we were talking about how filming for, um, like, OK Buddy and Cirque du Soleil, better than baseball was maybe different. We may have been more efficient than, what weird eras? We could literally, like, have, one podcast could be like, okay, we're going to talk about OK Buddy. Like, we're going to watch OK Buddy and talk <laughs> yeah. about OK Buddy for a podcast. Yeah, we could talk because about that Because each one's so distinct. But going, for those videos, I re- clearly remember driving um i said that to mike powell actually this weekend we're sitting there i was like we all had jobs where we started at five or six p.m so we would get up and go skating um by design had jobs night jobs so we could skate it was perfect in the day and if you had a really good skate day and you were sunburnt you would just feel so good you wouldn't really care about work by the time you got to it but i i was saying we would go to these places and um again i don't want to use clips we would get a few tricks on camera sometimes like i would only get like one yeah. you'd maybe get like two or three and today we did it was because we don't skate together as often and i wrote down a bunch of tricks i wanted to do it was a giant 
release where we're actually like we can do a lot in a day yeah a lot i seriously think i'm not i'm not um being big-headed or anything we could film a whole video in a day we could film a whole oh, volume yeah. of mushroom blading in a day easily yep it would be in three parts we would go out for breakfast we would go skating and we would have lunch and we would go skating we would have dinner and we would go skating again and yep. that would be that would we be would really, film ourselves talking really at breakfast idea. yeah and then we would go there we go so i just thought of a volume of mushroom blading yeah we could easily the skating we would obviously get sore as the day went on, but it would still be an interesting video. Well, we're way more no capable of, of of doing the skating than when we were young and we had perfect bodies that we could take falls and whatever. We, but we would only we would only get like one one clip, two clips, because we were mentally just not as wise. Yeah, it's uh, I gotta see this. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was really cool. The thing is, though, um, we take harder falls now. We take harder falls and we skate way harder. And we're much harder and way on ourselves. More. Yeah, we skate more. We have higher expectations of ourselves. Um, an interesting, but in a, in a in a more wise way, because we don't waste time fil filming the same thing over and over. No. It's like, oh, it wasn't perfect, but its imperfections are awesome. So whatever, let's just move forward. I think, yeah, Whereas I've we just come get to terms with that a lot more. That was sweet. This is sweet. Look at this. Shit. Oh. That was cool the way that trick evolved, because at first I was doing it kind of slow, and, and the roll was more deliberate, yeah. and it turned into just like a little quick kiss thing. Kiss the, kiss the edge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that would have been cool though. Yeah. So that was the original vision, but that was like quite. That's a cool shot. Yeah, that is. Oh, this yeah, this is gonna be difficult, and that's where it evolved because I realized I could have done it with. I call that the compass. The compass, yeah. Where <laughs> your middle, your middle wheel touches. That's hilarious that you call it the compass, because the trick that I do that's like that, but with my hand down, I call it the protractor. That's where I got the idea from. <laughs> so that was, oh, that was good. That's nice. Just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It was a lot of little roll bear kids at the park today, too. There was. And that and one guy was really good. good. Yeah. Have you seen that guy before? Um, where did that kid come I don't from? know. They almost looked like they were from like a rural area, or who knows? Yeah. And there's lots of young kids that are, um, I think a lot of people just don't even understand that we have different types of skates and kids just, yeah. and there's that kid too. Yeah. The thing is, an interesting thing is like a lot of the kids today had rec skates. Which is good. And would you even, would you even recommend to them to, oh, you should get, oh, we were talking you should get some aggressive skates mm. yeah. that, that aren't going to feel as good to roll around in. Here. Mm. Like, I, I don't feel like recommending that. No. I feel like, hey, you're having a really good time jetting around in those rec skates. Go from there and yeah, then don't worry about it. I don't want to even yeah. advise you to get these aggressive, clunky, no. small wheel blades. Well, the way that we, these skates would probably feel good for them to roll around in. But the, I actually brought this up this weekend. I was like, okay, it's cool that there is low price point 
razors and rems skates available to people but the stock frames the stock wheels and yeah. the bearings are okay bearings are bearings but the actual stock feeling and the way the boots built for actually rolling around yeah they don't they don't feel good at all and then if they put on anti-rocker oh then well like for a kid no, just starting out stock wheels yeah. that comes with razors or rems the stock wheels they have this gummy feel that actually yeah. like a very slow roll yeah. no i wouldn't but like see what is this guy skating he seemed to have a decent setup he skated oh yeah flat. he had flat i wonder where he got those from but i think m- most people would see a, a young rollblader like that and say hey oh yeah you should get like anti-rocker wheels no so you can like do the grinds and do the f- but a young skate they should be in like rec skates getting really good, good at skating just at skating just at like pumping around the park enjoying the movement of it and then go wherever from there this is but if you just put aggressive skates on those kids it's not like oh suddenly skating's gonna be way more fun for them yeah it might even be way more boring and they'll lose interest yeah you know what um i was thinking yeah it's so true i wish that my big thing is that i wish that aggressive and there's another stupid thing like we call do you call them were you calling i hate the word aggressive but that, do how do you identify it, you know? Street skates? <laughs> Extreme blades? Street skates sound kind of cool. Street skates? But we use rec skates for street skates. This is the problem. That it should all be, this is what I was talking about the last time, it should just all be one thing. Yeah. Would you ever want to use those K2s to, like, skate to the store? They're just, they don't really, I mean, they're, they're okay. But, like, the actual smooth ride of a rec skate is, yeah, it's way better. I think those two should merge into one thing. I think fitness and rec skates and aggressive skates, they should have like different models and parts and things where you could literally mix and match everything. Yeah. Even if rec skates came with sole plates and countersunk um, frames, so you could do grinds if you wanted to. Literally, like sometimes I only need to do a d- certain days at the skate park. I literally only need to do like sole grinds yeah. or. Uh, fish frames or macios or soul yeah like i could literally just do those tricks and i would have more fun skating just focusing on rolling around yeah and there's so much extra stuff you could do on a rec skate it seems like the flat rockers the flat rocker setup or the freestyle setup that should be some weird fringe thing that should be like oh weird he skates flat like he's or anti sorry and he's he's really into grinds that's cool yeah he's weird but it's the other way around. Well, who, it's the other way around. It should, you know, it should like be most mo- people, most should, be people flat. should be skating flat or in rec skates. And that sounds ridiculous that most people should be skating in rec skates. But I think it, things. Oh, <laughs> I gotta stop doing it. But there's like a lot of awesome tricks. In the this. skating looks really good. Yes. Yeah. It's gonna be a tight edit, dog. So tight. The skates, the red skates actually look pretty sweet. There's nothing wrong with them. The, it's hilarious. I find it really interesting that people are like, like, dogging those skates. They think they look really ugly. They don't. They're red. Yeah. If they had a hot team. If they had a hot team, and if Alex Broskow was ripping those, people would be like, oh yeah, those skates are sick. Funniest part. It's ridiculous. Uh, okay. People have, <laughs> I know. 
people have to realize that K2, even the skates, the bigger ones, the Nemesis and the Transfer, every skate K2 has ever made, it's been like Solomon. And the Fatty Pro or whatever, like the all black ones that Joel have ridden, they're not like, when they had to UFS K2s, they lost some of their um, key design principles that the actual, yeah. the, f the sole frame and the frame was all one piece. But K2 has made amazing skates consistently since the beginning of skating. The fatty revolutionized the sport. Yeah. That's cool. I drop food on here it's all the time. The fatty revolutionized the sport. It's money. And, and marketing. it's educated people. And it's like having your shit together. This whole idea of like skater-owned companies. In theory, yeah, it's exciting that a skater can own their own company. But skaters should not be designing skates. Skaters are fucking stupid. Skaters should just be skating. We need like the nerdy engineer dudes that don't skate, that have no interest in skating. They're sitting in front of computers all day. They're the smartest people in the world. And like the most, the craziest materials. Like we need the dudes that are working for NASA to make making skates. the skates. I thought that was funny that like Leon, I, I find that like, I always think about the way my skates feel and the way skates are made. And I know you think about it less. Like, I've consistently... I try not to. Yeah, I know. It's tough. Because I think it takes away from the fun of skating to be I too obsessed with the, the way your skates feel. Yeah. I went through the biggest skate crisis of my life that one year in Vancouver where um, I just tried so many brands of skates and they were like... that was. I had to go through that to realize that skates, for the most part, are really bad. And that's what I was getting to is that... Oh, That was amazing. It's funny. It's really funny how older people can still get like fooled and manipulated by Into ridiculous yeah. marketing. Yeah, I have. I have I, too. I, I, there was a time like I I, You're really, gonna get I did really like the Nim video, and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get Nims. What do you think, Colin Kelso? <laughs> surprisingly, going from like dashy carbons. Oh. But the thing that people have to realize is that Colin Kelso is just amazing. He would be amazing in K2s. He would be amazing in Volos. He's just a really amazing skater. But yeah. I think I think he would enjoy skating more in a, in, a, in a better skate. I was a sucker for the Mook frame when it first came out because of that edit of Justin Latimer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Latimer could... Look what you can do. I thought that... I thought that my skating would get so much better with the mooks. Yep. And I actually did a couple times. I went back to mooks. I went back to mooks again. And I honestly can't remember. I went back to mooks too. Like last year, I tried mooks. And I, I was just like, thought, yeah, even cool. Sean C <laughs> skated mooks and he did some cool stuff. Like, But I don't know. Has, all, yeah. has there been anyone that have has really skated freestyle? Because it's the same thing. Dustin Latimer is Dustin Latimer. You're yeah. gonna be able to do those tricks for Dustin Latimer. Exactly. The Mook, wasn't the Mook just like a pinnacle of um, marketing that a lot of were just suckers in the end, pretty much. A lot of it was marketing, and and it was a new. It was a new like, idea. Hey, this is a new idea, and the marketing was really good, and it made sense, and it was like, hey, yeah, I'll be able to just like do really crazy tricks in these. It might open up a lot of doors. 
and a lot of people did do some pretty cool stuff, but in general... Like what, though? Like... <laughs> well, Latimer, the stuff that Latimer did, I guess, was pretty oh, cool. Well, okay, the, yeah, one thing one thing that it had going for it was that the wheel well, like, the for Cesslides, the material covered the wheels lower down. Yeah, but, and it would light. They but, light. really, come on. Like... Like, if you tried to, like, air a box and you didn't make it and you yeah. hit the corner... That was the worst. And you, well, and they would still catch on back rails because the groove was so deep, too. Yeah. I don't know. There wasn't anyone. I was just a sucker because of Dustin Latimer. I love this kid. I got I got Shadow. I got Shadows and Mooks for the first time because of Dustin Latimer's skating and quality, which I think... I We're talking about... Remix sections. I would love to take all of his skating and quality and make a section out of it because I think there's a lot of people who haven't. Didn't didn't they do that? No, they there was that mook. There was like a shadow edit with the pan flute music that was really awesome. Yeah, that had clips clips. Sorry, that had tricks from quality in it. But um, no, there was only a few. He has so much amazing quality. Quality skating in quality that I think more people need to see that because that was my absolute favorite era of Dustin Latimer. I I got shadows because of that video, but I I so often, I don't do it as much anymore, but I've strayed from my own personal skating style. Like You just have to do what you do and feel into it, do what you do best, and stick to that. Focus on that. Focus on that. There's been a couple times where I've like, watch Roscoe or yeah. Latimer or some of the more recent stuff and be like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like oh I fuck think... like I want to skate or like you watch Eric Bailey and I just think to myself like oh I'd love to I'd skate love like to that. skate like that and it's not you have to remember that you've been going in your own personal direction yeah you need so to work long. with what you've got yeah it's so that's, true that's like a common illness in in the world that we live in like there's so much influence. There's so much out there. So many really good role players. And yeah, you watch it and you're like, oh yeah, I really want to do what he's doing. Which can be good, but usually it's just a distraction. What? I think Sean, didn't Sean C say that, I think there was a question in an interview like, oh, what, who do you like watching? And he said, I don't, I don't watch too much people or too many people he, because it's he like, it's unhealthy. Watch. He says it's, he said that he said it was unhealthy and yeah. it makes a lot of sense um, it's almost healthier to watch other extreme sports That's and true. draw influence from that. Yeah. Um, the, uh, what? Like, what was the last thing you were? Did I just say extreme sports? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to watch other extreme sports. <laughs> it's good to watch other extreme sports. Oh, it's happening! It's happening! It's coming up right here. Um, I got. Oh, it's happening. I was cool. trying to look for something that I was, I was going to read up. I was just holding that. People, the listeners have to understand that um, we're, we're really rapid fire. We're not caffeinated at all right now, but there's a certain degree of like, we might start on one topic and we might go through like five different things, which I think is yeah. good. That's good. How do you okay, feel right so, now? Right now? Yeah. I feel so good. I just have that, that like, I have that, oh... <laughs> Oh, I have that weird feeling of, like, there's a lot, I, like, I'm overthinking 
recording the podcast with you because I've been listening to so many of your podcasts and I've been recording ones of my own. So it's like, it's the same thing as skating today was really funny that like, there's so much history where we film so many edits and videos and stuff. So it's really weird, like starting to film and skate with you because it's like, oh, well we have, but we all, the, the way that it works, it always gets into some kind of flow and I always talk about like you break through some point but yeah. always at the starting it's like oh yeah let's uh let's film this or like let's it, there's always like that weird starting point the podcast had the same thing so yeah but i'm i'm stoked overall in life everything is <laughs> <laughs> we're watching we're me in a lot of pain yeah i'm pressing my forehead against the cement i think you only press your head forehead against the cement if when you're, you're in, in a, a lot, lot of pain. pain yeah you can't fake that yeah, like if yeah if you were to like tell an actor to okay you're on the ground and you're in a lot of pain i don't think they would put their forehead against the ground no pain doesn't translate very well into film do you want to know the best pain the best expression of pain that i've seen in a film and you talked about it on a podcast it was through sound it was through sound sound in um is it 27 hours is that Oh god. When, when he was cutting just, his oh when he started god. cutting his arm off and then whoever designed the sound for that movie was brilliant because it's like a it was a high pitched it was like a I don't know how they did that, but it was like it felt like if you hit your shin it it's like it's like a it's like a high an electric pitched, like shock in your brain. Yeah, that I don't know I don't know how that works, but they caught it in that movie. That yeah. I think that's what you were feeling right there. Or that a palm is, I think, a more dull sound, but how he was cutting off his arm, I know that when I've hit my shins before, it's been like a white noise, very high-pitched, yeah. like a very, that makes you... Your vision, there's something about your vision that, that changes, changes too. That the starry, like, speckly things. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I agree with you, it was so funny, because um, I think... Was it 127 hours? 127 hours. Did I say 27 hours? It's like that's that's not much of a fucking movie. It's a weird title, <laughs> like a number that yeah people don't remember numbers, you know. No, but anyway. But I think Danny Boyle, the director of that, you know, he said you said um, it was campy at some points. Yeah. So I just have to say that Danny Boyle did 28 grams. 21 20, days. 28, 28 days, days later. What's with him naming like? He didn't do 21 grams. 20. 21, 28 grams? 21 yeah. grams? You're talking about the one where... <laughs> you're talking about the okay, one where... There's I was an just thinking that he made all these movies with numbers. There's an... Um, 21 grams is the one with that amazing car accident scene where yeah. it's like the guy the mowing blower. his lawn and the and Benicio Del Toro's truck just like... <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to That's be said. That's incredible. My sister and I were talking about... Sound. Um, well, sound is one thing, but... And I never say this word properly, but am, ambiguity? Ambiguous? things not directly needing to have meaning when you watch something that yeah. they don't mean you don't things all at once that you don't confuse well that one's not that's not ambiguous but um things that like don't happen directly on camera are more exciting that like what that you, you don't, don't show what you don't show is more exciting than yeah what mystery you and because you're left to imagine it. everyone's experience is different of the movie because what were we talking about Lacey and i watched um have you seen Rosemary's Baby? I don't think so. Um, there was like no direct violence in that movie. Yeah. But it was an amazing horror movie. 
Like there was no actual, there was not a whole lot of horror in it. Yeah. But the atmosphere and mood and tone and the feeling that you got watching it, there was so much shit that happened not in the movie that you almost placed within the movie. It was like things that you imagined happening that didn't yeah. actually happen. And like within the performances and the people that they, I won't go into it because it's boring when like, <laughs> someone said the best thing the other day. I think it was Chance was like, when people say like, you gotta watch this movie, that makes me not want to watch it. The more I hear about you gotta see this movie, I'm not going to watch that movie. I'm, I wanna always, watch. I'm always telling people that they have to watch this movie. Well, if you trust, <laughs> if there's a person's opinion that you trust or whatever, but like, what is it, uh, Joe Sturmer, you know, your time on the earth is important. Yeah. You got to watch. We have access to so many, um, every, everything, everything. Everything. So there is a lot of good shit to watch. I, and I'm bad yeah. at keeping a list or whatever. On this trip recently, I got like four amazing movie recommendations. And I forgot. Well, actually, Roadhouse. I haven't seen Roadhouse. And you haven't seen Roadhouse? Roadhouse? Where Patrick Swayze's a fighter? Yeah. I don't know. If... <laughs> Maybe. I. It's been a long time since I've seen Roadhouse. I, I watched Groundhog Day recently with Bill Murray. That is a good... That's a funny movie. Bill Murray is amazing. Yeah. How yeah. did we... Cause you were talking about noise. I, oh, we watched your fall. We yeah. watched you in pain on the ground. I don't know what we were talking... What we were talking about before that. That wasn't bad filming, though. That was the one that I thought was bad filming. That's it's actually pretty one? good. Yeah. I see I got far away right there. Oh, that was pretty, pretty interesting. good. It was shaky. You're right. Stuff. When you watch a clip, like, on the display, the little display of your camera, it yeah. never looks as good as when you see it on a bigger screen. Yeah. And people, people need to remember that. People shouldn't film the same thing over and over. I was really bad today with, um, I admit... I really don't like watching um, footage as we as we film. Yeah. Although I guess we kind of teeter between it. That was good. Yeah. That was really good. Um, I like teetering between kind of watching footage and kind of not. If I was like in the perfect world, we would just film a lot, not watch anything, film lots of things first or second try, not worrying about things getting perfect, get more stuff. Yeah, it's always a better idea to, to take like, oh, it's it's got some flaws, but instead of filming that again, let's just film something different and move on. Put your energy into like a new thing. It just keeps it moving forward. And then usually when you go back and you watch it on the bigger screen, it's like, oh, that first one really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like that Medspin 7, I did it. I wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I did it three times. But even the first two were pretty sick. Like yeah. they were... It was really wild, and land, the landing was really sketchy, but it, it worked. It was like, yeah. people are we were talking, people are way too uh, focused on perfection. Well, perfection. Imperfections are amazing. People need mm. to embrace them. In role-playing, mm. people in reject life. it. And in life. In life. Yeah. I, think, um, I think human beings connect with imperfections more in anything, whether it be because television and movies and all this stuff they're very perfect even the movies that are trying to represent imperfections oh that was sweet yes <laughs> your filming was really good on that 
people that the rail, right? movies um, that were that are trying to represent imperfections still don't capture it very well. They don't capture. It. Well, there's a really good quote from um, Mike Lee, the British filmmaker. Ray Carney's like this crazy professor that I bought a bunch of his transcripts. He writes about film. It's like a, he would. It would be like if there was someone in rollerblading that was so against the rollerblading industry, but taught like classes on it and would write quotes like any notes while they're in class discussions about film and he's so against Hollywood and he loves John Cassavetes and he talked about <laughs> that in a play once Mike Lee was directing a play and the the table there was a table in the middle of the set and all the legs fell like the table just broke in the middle of the <laughs> of the performance and yeah. they all had to keep going and that was like the best moment the realest moment of the play because it wasn't supposed to happen like that was the most human moment all of the reactions yeah, to the amazing. table falling and the place that they had to go to after the table collapsing that like and a lot of stuff that we watch on tv and is they would never allow that to happen and never put it in like oh, cut, imagine cut. how many people would, table would connect with cut. that like fuck we're doing so good too but yeah, this magic moment that just gets cut off. People I think do like, that people do that con all the time in rollerblading. People will be trying a trick and then they'll fuck up and they'll do something that's way more interesting than if they would have landed the trick. And like, oh shit, I fucked up. Cut that. Oh, there's been like I a, look bad in that. But it's like magic. And what is in rollerblading specifically? Not in movies. Movies are different because it's like obviously there's producers and whoever there's people working on it that have that are arguing about the way it's supposed to look but a rollerblader who says i said it today you you'll say like so weird we have these things built into us like is that good yeah is that good well, what do you mean what do you mean what is okay and if you did get it perfect who is that for yeah like what who's gonna get more out of that perfect execution than like a wild rough the wild rough thing shows more humanity, more personality. You laughed after you did it because it was funny. That's more interesting than a perfect robotic thing. But that's what people are going for. The perfect robotic, perfectly filmed, no camera shake. Perfect doesn't exist though, that's the thing. No, it doesn't. Perfect. Like, like clean and empty of flaws what like what's a what's a flaw if you cut off someone's head i think if, you, if oh. someone goes out of the frame for a second oh we got to film that one again i think um oh and i remember the question that i was asking originally way far back but i'll say this first <laughs> who was the first person because i don't mind who was the first person to have a really raw skating style that actually made you feel that like that it was okay to have imperfections in your style because that's a big mm, thing. Whoa. Especially when you grow up watching videos, like we emulate, we emulated people for so long, and that's also yep. funny. Like I can name off. I tried to emulate Josh Petty and John Elliott, yep. and I didn't even fucking come close yeah. to it. I was still Joey. I hadn't known it yet. Like I hadn't found that yeah. style. I think the big one nowadays is Brasco. Everyone's trying to be Brasco. 
and nobody. It's not, I don't think we've got a Broskow. Be someone else. <laughs> like, we did. We had a really. You're not gonna be as good as Broskow. <laughs> we had a really that conversation between Madar and and Dana and I talking about like who our favorite skater is at the moment, and I felt so bad saying it, but Broskow is I, and it wasn't because what he does. He is just so um, smooth and precise controlled. and relaxed and controlled. And it's not exactly what he does, but it's like the, poten- the potential that he has is he would, he's the best, in my opinion. He's just so good. And I think yeah. he doesn't, the fact that he apparently doesn't do drugs or drink or anything, it really comes through in his skating. I think maybe not in a good yeah. way for some, but. I really think he needs to do acid. <laughs> and we're really? going to film it. We're gonna film it. I don't think it would hurt him at all. He probably he he thinks it's gonna hurt him. He, well, he sees people around him that have done mm-hmm. weird, crazy stuff. On it's weed understandable, and, and he's a very focused person. But smoking weed once in a while isn't gonna. It's gonna make him more focused. It's gonna make it's him like, more determined in a more interesting way. It's not gonna make him. He probably hey, he probably thinks. And okay, that's how it starts. Then he, it leads to other things. Oh my god. <laughs> Alex Broskow probably thinks that if he starts smoking weed once in a while, he's not going to be a, as good at skating. He's not going to like care about stuff as much. He's going to start talking like this. <laughs> but if he smoked weed once in a while, he would still be Broskow. He would still have those. So that he would still <laughs> have all those skills. Yeah. And he would just think about some stuff that he's not thinking about right now. That's all. And he wouldn't lose the focus. It's not like, oh, he's going to start smoking weed. Oh, fuck skating, hookers, and blow. That's not going to happen. No. That, could... that, the way he said it sounds like a drug commercial. It's like, it'll just make you forget stuff once in a while. Like, who cares? Let's just hang out and watch TV. Um, It's true. Fuck that. Like, when I smoke weed, I can't fucking sit and watch TV. Oh, I have to, like, yeah. I have to go skating, or I need to draw something, or I need to, like... I can't watch. Be productive. Yeah. Like, it It makes me antsy. It makes me want to do something that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, take, yeah, that's Take true. advantage of my time. Like, hey, I'm alive. Wait a minute. My arm isn't stuck under a rock. I'm free. I can do anything can in do this anything moment. You want. Yeah. And Kathy will do that for me. Yeah. Kathy will do that. Well, he drinks coffee. That's a drug. Yeah. He should get off that. If he wants to be a. Perfect. I was thinking about perfect. I was thinking about this today, and I have to go back. So you don't have an answer for who the rawest, the okay, someone, someone that was raw at skating that made you feel like, well, I could land something kind of sketchy, and and you could accept that. And can you can you say that Sagona's skating was was a little bit rough? Mm, He was. Like his second regime style skating? He was gifted in a way that he was able to make it all look like one movement. Slowly. The way he comes out of... Okay, I just got to bring this up, actually, since we have the World Wide Web. And this is a bad thing to do. But um, this is like one of my absolute favorite movements in rollerblading that... um, Remember we, uh, we showed this section to Curtis Ramsey? Which a long time ago, Dominique Sagona in this, and he was like, in who, when was section second regime? Second regime, and he was like, this guy is fucking sick. Like, that section is still, like, and I'll show you my favorite part. 
and it's probably the best best line ever done I was skating with like one of the owners of Second Machine yeah Joey was skating with Louis Zamora this week just a tidbit oh what is it sell your soul to roll yeah sell your soul to roll good hands are you gonna be able to skate tomorrow yes awesome Hopefully we get, we could maybe try and make, what we're going to do is try and make an edit tonight and we could try and, or you won't have to stay for editing, but if we can try and film again tomorrow, like something even shorter. Yeah. I like that idea of like, we were, cause what we're going to do is we're going to record two podcasts. We're going to, this is going to be in two parts and then hopefully two edits would be awesome. I feel like I have that in me. I would love to like approach. Approach gaming from a, you know, just another perspective. Change my whole perspective on shit. Yeah. Okay, so it's, um... So we're look, we're watching, um, the Dominique's... Yeah, you section. just, it's just this one part, and I just... It's not this one. When, uh, when you're doing a podcast, does your own voice sound different to you? Yeah, it does. Than it normally does? Yeah, it does. Do you think that's because you're talking differently, or because... You're aware on a different level of your own voice. You're aware. I have different. Um, I have different levels of my voices. My excitable voice gets more nasally and high pitched, and I have a deeper voice sometimes. And you're just aware of it. Brian was talking about that when you weren't. He when he said, uh, sometimes you talk, and he was like talking about training that dude. And he said, you're aware of what you're saying in the moment as it's happening. Oh, it's, yeah. It was really hard to explain, but that's, I think, what you're thinking of. Is it, that t- it takes away from the focus. And it, it goes back to that, like, conversation about perfection. It's like sometimes when I'm, when I'm doing a podcast, I'll, I'll, be t- I'll be in the middle, I'll be really into what I'm saying. And then you'll think about talking and but have then, to stop for or, a second. Or something will come out that I'm a little bit ashamed of, or, or like... Oh, I didn't. I didn't articulate that the way I wanted to, or my voice like cracked when I said that. And then from then, then I am thinking about that moment while, while I'm you're still talking. like talking. Yeah, I find the best thing to do is actually talk about that feeling and get it out, Be and open then move it. on. Yeah. If you're just open about, um, you instead say of like, trying to hide you, it. Yeah, you say like, I just need to go back for a sec. Like I was, this was weird about talking about because of this. Or right. I think that I find if I can be more honest with myself about something that was awkward and it always comes out humorous because if I listen back to the podcast and I do take that and use it as a humorous you use your imperfections yes as an advantage to because I think it frees up other people to to I at my best when I'm talking not not necessarily on a podcast but like in a meeting or in a social setting or whatever I think I, I, if I'm not overthinking what I'm saying at all and I'm just like somehow like my fire or my joey or whatever is just flowing out and people yeah. might laugh and be like, oh, like you're such a funny character or something. And that's like the best you can do sometimes. Yeah, is that totally. If someone says like, oh, you're just I'm not even like a funny, they might say that or they might be like, oh, like uh, it's so good to hang out right now or that's when you're like just fully in the moment because you're not thinking about that. Yeah. You're you're not making any excuses for your imperfections. They're just flowing out and someone's connecting with them and maybe their perfections are flowing out and you're both laughing about it. 
That was a tangent in itself. No, that was so good. (laughs) And, and like, you kind of have expectations for how something's going to turn out. Like, even this podcast, you you come into it. That's, it was so... It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to film a podcast later. And then you imagine how it's going to be. Yeah. But it's never going to be how you imagine it. You just have to let it happen. It's life. You need to... It it happens. It flows. You're going to stutter. There's going to be ups and downs. You're going to fall really hard on your hand, and it's going to hurt a lot. What I love about what I want to do in life. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> oh, man. The wine must be working. What I want to do in, in life. life. Like, listen to this. But I, see, you just did it. You you overthought. That's I a was really powerful. It's a good thing to make fun of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you open up what you're saying with what I want to do in life. This is... Uh, and I don't want to talk too long about this, but this is something that is very important to me, is that I look at, I'll take the skate video as an example. I don't want to think of anything in my life as working too hard or thinking too much about one aspect of my life. Right. <laughs> Did I lose you already? No. That the more I do in as many directions as possible, is so beneficial. So the more podcasts I record without thinking about if they're good or not, yeah. the more I film skating, the more projects that I take on through work, the more I post on a blog, the more I write in a book, the more I go hiking, the more I go in social settings that might be uncomfortable or like, the more I do that stuff yeah. and the more I just accept that it's going to be like weird sometimes and not work out and sometimes it'll be amazing that like you almost and I've said it before that each one plays into each other that like that by the time you do the other thing you'll realize that you ha- you've gained so much energy from the one thing yep. and Jordan and I were talking about it in Vancouver and the easiest way to say it well I wrote it down in the book um, the classic phrase is don't put all your eggs in one basket is yep. the original phrase but I look at it now as plant as many seeds as you can. Yes. So to go from that, like I stopped myself, but what I want to do in life now, and it took me forever to realize this, is that like I may not be the best at this thing, this thing, this thing, or this thing, but I can do them and try them, and I want to do them a lot and as much as possible and as ma- in as many directions as possible. And they will all work together somehow yeah. in the end. Yep. That was that was my deep part. But do you understand I that? I like, understand it totally. Well, well, and you're doing it too because yeah. like I feel you, that you have a very like determination. Your, yeah. Your relationship and your freelancing and your job and rollerblading and like mushroom blading and the podcast and your art and like you're good at sports and like you're not. And the other one, me and my sister were talking about this too, is like my biggest word over the past two years that like just like opened up a floodgate of emotions about the way I lived and the way I perceived the world was over identification. Yep. That I over identified with rollerblading. It was like and I don't regret it. I don't because the videos that we created within my perception of the world being that way turned out fantastic and I would never I would never trade them for the world but 
that it that there was a lot of there was a lot that I had to get through after that to get to a different place. And it definitely would have become toxic if you would have just stayed on that same wavelength. Yeah, and it was hard, like, um, from, from, like, going to school was such an amazing thing and moving to Vancouver, but there was, like, all this crazy shit, like, emotions and things that I had no idea. Not only that, but we were following, like, we were still following, like, rollerblading quote-unquote the industry and we like I don't know how many videos did we videos and magazines and everything that we were consuming I just remember being frustrated like there would be gems once in a while but like I was still trying to fill this hole with like I was thinking that what that um obviously we created videos and we traveled and did all that stuff and that was awesome but then I was like trying to get some feeling from rollerblading still and then realizing that it's just not, it's not out there. It's, oh God, it's, it's in it's you. Within. It's in you. Yeah. That's where the magic happens. But I over-identified with the idea of rollerblading and making videos. It takes rather away, and than, that takes away from what's in you. Yeah. In a, in a sense. Sometimes it can add to it. What? But the, sometimes it can, oh, it can take fuel like yeah. your positive energy, but oh, oftentimes it just makes you feel inferior or it's not in line with your own ideals and you are convinced that oh hey maybe I'm yeah. maybe I'm wrong maybe what I'm feeling is inadequate or whatever yeah. but if you just like nurse that thing that's inside you it's it's all about how you experience it that's it uh, that uh, yeah that's so true um we were talking about the other day going for a hike I was talking about we took this chakra course which I won't get into too much I never like I never like talking too much about if you're into like bizarre stuff but um, it all comes down to um, at your best your perception of reality you're usually in touch with yourself and the world you're in touch with beauty and the good things when you're at your best and the two are like the two reflect somehow the more you're in touch with yourself like in the moment when you're like hiking or exercising or like you know that good feeling that you're like expanded and then the less you're in touch with yourself the more um, you'll look to other things sometimes to like try and like like quick fixes or something like that I don't even know where I was going with that but it's like well, it's like when it's you're like, when you're at your highest, you're looking less. You're you're expecting less. You're just that, happy with what is. It's almost like you're sh- you're shining your light and pieces of your soul <laughs> outwards, and um, you come into contact with people. I don't know that that you're almost like invincible in some strange way. Yeah. To uh, to negative perceptions well yeah well that is the ultimate happiness a happiness that is not dictated by what's going on around you yeah like it's coming totally from within so it it's secondary what is around you at the primary things already within you yeah and 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 through that you're able to create amazing things around you but not the other way around it's not like i know when you're in those lower states it's like you're looking for something to cheer you up or to like 
make you less bored like well, you're you looking even, for something yeah. online or yeah. like whatever you might even see problems in things that aren't, aren't actually a problem like you might actually yeah. let things bother you that are just so over the top <laughs> ridiculous. i've talked about that before like there's certain people like or i shouldn't say certain people there's certain states of being and i've been in those states where you're watching say an edit or did i just say the word edit like something or like listening to a song or watching a movie I or say something still, yeah. whatever and and um i'm getting distracted but sorry by what by myself by oh. my own okay you're talking about in if, in the lower in, in the, the lower, lower states. states yeah if you're watching something there's times where even if it's something that is possibly going to impact you in a really good way it's something that's really cool whatever it's good if there's something within you that isn't jiving you might just look at it and see flaws all over the place and like oh no like they did this they did this yeah and, yeah oh how cliche they did this they did this and there's people that are stuck in that mindset all the time and you see the shit talkers on youtube and stuff like yeah. that and there might be this like beautiful song or this beautiful piece of work and people will just oh they find flaws in it and they're like oh yeah it was pretty good but like the camera work was really shaky and like like this and what? that and they pick it apart yeah but really it's just their own negativity yeah, that they're projecting true. into yeah. what they're watching that's okay so yeah, there's no pleasing right. you how i said the the reflection of um at your highest state you're in touch with beauty which like sounds airy fairy gay quote unquote or whatever but like I, someone okay sorry to cut you off but someone told me i use the word beautiful at work and to describe something like oh it's beautiful and, and a guy like like this younger like cool dude who was like yeah. no you shouldn't use the word beautiful <laughs> i got this is fun i got an even funnier one like what um i love the word beautiful 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 you're it's telling me not time. to say the word beautiful i use beautiful anyway i use magic too hey there's some things that you can't describe unless you say the word beautiful he just he only said that because he wants to be able to use the word. He felt beautiful. uncomfortable by he even hearing the word yeah. beautiful. Well, I don't think I would have used the word beautiful in my early twenties or late teens. I don't know if I would have used it. But okay, so um, a good example in terms of like if you're driving on a highway, right? Driving on a highway, and then you instead of thinking about getting to your destination, like if I'm driving to yeah. Vancouver, you pull over and you go to like. Othello Tunnels, right? Yeah, yeah. It's this beautiful spot, and there's like a creek, and especially at this time, there's so many, so much green like growth, and it's it's insane if you actually stop and look at how much stuff is growing there, and like how it's this amazing nature place, and you connect with that. Yeah. And then on the way back to the car, you might notice that like holy, there was like all this cool nature stuff around the car, but I didn't even notice it when I drove in because I was in this other state that like. Um, the thing that I got at is like if your internal state is good to go that you're gonna catch opportunities and moments and things and people and ideas that are beneficial yeah. to you and you can stay in it longer yeah. because you you're would, in the state you would otherwise miss if you were too focused on just getting to Vancouver yeah but it and you're not ever gonna stay in that state all the time because yeah. there would be a flaw in the human experience if you 
which is I mean people fucking oh, love yeah. drugs and alcohol and because of that it's and we're, like we're shortcuts right we're, our biology is set up like that for highs and lows to, well just to survive you know just to be focused just to be preoccupied on I have to eat right now I need I need to eat yeah and I need water you know we're we're programmed to get focused on things and then like disregard everything else yeah. and just narrow our focus hardwired yeah hardwired that's the way we're made the the beauty thing the, the funny story that i was saving for the podcast because it's so funny to put out there um when we were drinking beers mike powell louis was like louis was like mike powell thought you were so gay from cirque du soleil because of all the shirtless shots in that video <laughs> Mike yeah, was like, I, I got a lot of comments from people that walk shirts to Sully like, dude, you gotta fucking put your shirt on. Like, <laughs> and like, so funny because in, I think sometimes people think that like, I direct the movies, but like we had our shirts off almost all the time. Yeah. And like, just... there's sweating that happens sweating, from skating and stuff. Sunny. And we were well aware of it editing that video. We always thought it was funny putting in like blatant shirtless shots that they were like very borderline i know mason was like maybe uncomfortable but at the same time i think he knew that like girls enjoyed watching yeah he always flexed a but little bit when he mike, was getting filmed. mike said the funniest thing is like after he saw cirque du soleil he was like the guy that made that movie he's not gay but i don't he i think he might be gay and he just doesn't know it yet because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i remember after uh aaron long saw it from no one he was like yeah yeah, the video was good, but what's with you guys having your shirts off all the time? And I didn't, like, it's nothing we actually thought about. Like, yeah. I guess we had our shirts off a lot in that video. Like, I, I'm i not built, but I... Like, it feels I, good I to, like, skate in the sun with your shirt off. Spicoli in um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you know, when, like, it's the three surfers, or they, they always fall out of the van and all the weed smoke comes out, and they go into the fast food place, and instead of taking their shirts off when they go outside they take off their shirts when they go inside, go inside. it's like the awesome. best it's like such a funny thing yeah but i had to tell you that because it was so funny yeah. like i've heard it was like shit. it was just such a funny that video does have some like shots where i'm sure people would be like oh what this is making me feel kind of uncomfortable but we were well aware like it was a funny line to straddle i've yeah. always enjoyed no matter what whether it's like that stuff or the tricks that we do or some of the things that we put out there in the videos if people are uncomfortable with it i like that idea. exactly it's showing something if, if people are uncomfortable then that means it's something that's powerful well right? yeah like <laughs> from shirts off to a trick that might look gay quote unquote to like yeah. people not wanting to see shots of them eating or like there's like awkward there's a lot of awkwardness in videos and i think that's that's a good thing yeah I don't know. I, I laughed really hard about that, though. <laughs> Has there ever been something in, a, in, like, a video that's made you really uncomfortable? Yeah, there was, it? yeah, there was, like, um, uh, yeah, Savor the Flavor had some stuff. I can't remember why or what. The rollerblading is like a hot dog thing, and it was meant to be. It was meant to be funny. But there's something about. There's a lot of stuff actually. Game theory made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. Almost. Bola for, I didn't like Bola for Life. It made me feel uncomfortable. I went to the premiere and watched it with a bunch of people. It was like 
role biters and non role biters and girls and I felt women but I just felt uncomfortable being a role biter with that being shown. I felt You know like what's so funny? It was like I... this religious gathering. I felt like this like I don't know. I um, I just wanted to say like look, I don't like this. I don't identify with this, so don't worry. Yeah, that's like, this is me. You know this what's is so what funny I about that do. Is that you, man? You're you're so responsible for making role playing look bad. I think more people <laughs> should watch Volo for Life instead of yeah. watching us skate yeah, or you well, skate. Yeah, I just give role playing a, a bad Because what I said to Mike, I was like, I I don't think Todd Todd's not allowed to skate with his shirt off. <laughs> Are you? I keep I keep after I pour myself wine, I keep licking. The <laughs> Which is like super gay and not very uh, hygienic, but here that's okay. Have some. Um, not not okay. a, not allowed. I think I even got made fun of. I was skating by myself at the old skate park, yeah. The other day, and there's two longboarders. I did a thread the needle actually, and they like their minds were blown. But I think I was leaving, and he jokingly it was not like a dig or anything, but he was, and I was so pale probably. He's like, yeah, you're getting a nice tan already. I think there's just something about skating with your shirt off that is on roll days that might just be blatantly funny. Maybe. I don't know. I guess maybe for a guy to have his shirt off in general, people are just... Having your shirt off on a summer day with, like, shorts and skates. It feels good. It feels really good. With, like, the air hitting your bare chest. (laughs) It's nice. It's fun. It feels free. (laughs) It's good. It is good. It's definitely good. Is there like a certain shot or a certain video that you can think of that when someone had their shirt off, it looked like really good? I can think like in quality, there was a couple shots with Latimer where he had his shirt off and he had like chiseled abs (laughs) that I thought it was like really sick that he had his shirt off. It was like, cause he was like older, and it was inspiring that whoa, he's like in such good shape. There's a wa- there's a <laughs> there's a warrior aspect to it. Yeah. That like, it was awesome to see like his his body. Okay, like here's a fucking <laughs> funny one. Here's a funny one. Wasn't three hundred? I haven't seen it. Wasn't three hundred like the manliest of manly movies? Just and then it just got intense homoerotic undertones like slow motion <laughs> like and don't guys love I think, 300 I think I turned off 300 like really quickly but yeah it's, guys do fucking love 300 what is the difference between two hours of ripped dudes with their shirts off massive, like, oiled up that movie's a huge circle jerk wasn't Matt Ledoux in 300 he was like one of those ripped Matt dudes. Ledoux and uh, um, Stefan Julien was in 300 that's I've always related there's like there's a, a warrior athletic aspect to it so i don't it's care like, it's like and spricoli like that spricoli yeah he rocked from, the shirt off he like rocked the shirt off like the original surfer burnout losers who don't care and especially people yeah. who like don't aren't built or whatever that rock their shirt like there's an there's an attitude of like just not, not caring there's a certain yeah. degree of freedom to it like there's a there's like the 60s hippie vibe there's the burnout stoner surfer like there's just like and it's also like I, I find a vibe of like 
it's dangerous to skate with your shirt off. Like if you dangerous. To, there's people who don't like skating in shorts because they don't they don't like they like having fabric yeah. for sliding out on there's, stuff. There's a shot in Accidental Machines of Farmer and he's got his shirt off. You don't see Farmer rock his shirt off that often, but he does it in. You don't see people rocking shorts very often. No, you don't. Shorts are made fun. People fucking hate they cargo hate shorts, apparently. Yeah. Like, people think cargo shorts just look so bad. That was something people hated about Mushroom Blading 2, is that we wore shorts all the time. <laughs> but it was so hot. What, we're going to wear pants? I think, like, shorts who are didn't, like, who? I thought I heard that, that, oh, there was, t- they, they wore shorts the whole time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, but Farmer did a trick, like, a, on a really rough, like, bank. It, like into dirt and it was really and he had his shirt off and I and it kind of accentuated the dangerousness of that trick which was like he kind of like chunkier he's tall and chunkier or is that just an illusion I think that might be an illusion it might be I know he, he drinks quite a bit he's a he's got big thighs <laughs> armor really big legs he's got a speed racer leg yeah that's why he's so fucking good. At jumping. Yeah. Okay, we got this Sagona thing queued up. Damn. So I'm just gonna, this li- the lion coming up, I'll show you like one of my favorite movements in skating. Okay. We were talking about, this will bring it back to sloppiness. Sloppiness and rawness in skating, how you said is Sagona sloppy and raw, but even if you look at the way he came off this, this rail right here, how he shot the duck, like that's that, not sloppy. Well, it's not sloppy, but a lot of people would consider that. Like, I love that, and I don't see that as being sloppy. But I think a lot of people, if they landed like that, they'd be like, "Oh fuck, I have to do it again." But people say Sagona is like one of the most stylish skaters yeah, of all time. Exactly. People are stupid. Everything that they say he's so stylish, but if they did exactly that, they'd be like, "Oh no, the landing was rough. Yeah, I got to do it again." Okay, so it's this one. They how they flash the tricks. That this that oh, one. So it's um. God. Okay. So that's cool, right? But even this, like, that is kind of sloppy, hey? But it's coming up. My favorite thing ever. Right here. Oh, this one. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is... That, oh, God. That one, too. Yeah. <laughs> shit. And then, what happens at the end here? Yeah. He ate it. And laughed. And laughed. And, oh, it's still the best line. Do you think he was really blazed when he <laughs> yeah. did this? How I think so. I don't know. I just Probably. think people are blazed all the time in California. Cause, man, getting, there's nothing. It's uh. So we're talking about um, the, the line where he's got the shorts and the shirt tied around his head. But it's specifically after the true soul. He does the outspin macchio, and then stomps it. Oh, and like that. stops, stalls his body, and then keeps going. But he's God. going so fast too. So it's, and the way it's the way he turned into it. That yeah, was technically he spun a long way. He spun illusion. The long way into it is so but, stylish. Oh, he was still looking back. It was the, the cool thing about that. It wasn't even like a grind. It was like it was like it was an air. It was one movement. He just like slapped his foot against the curb and then and then spun. That was like, like it was so. That's how um, freestyle like how ungrab skating. You know, ungrab skating started. People. Uh, mind game or whatever people yeah. did ungrab stuff that's how like freestyle skating not that I say should look but that's freestyle skating is if you don't grab you should be doing Damien Wilson's really good at it it's like your free leg should be doing yeah. something or even just like, like not 
not posing a certain position, like doing a movement and allowing your body to go where it's going to yeah. go instead of like, oh, I'm going to do this grind and I'm going to hold this position in a still way for a long period of time. Yeah, like, I don't know. No. I have, what was I? Okay. Man, this section this, is sick, man. His hair here, I was talking about, um, it was when I first got my hair cut from having it like, long to like this yeah that i almost acted like a different person for the first yeah. couple days because i wasn't used to it yeah. and um and uh it it was just bizarre and i was yeah. i thought about because sagona has like the braids remember when you had the braids yeah and you were, I acted, you were like, I was really like cocky totally different person. you were really yeah, cocky yeah. right so cocky because you had the braided hair. Yeah. That's amazing. It brought man. out like but such a How long did you have that hair for? Like a couple months, I think. So I even, you I braided like, it and then and then I took it out and redid it. It was like, like it was, the, quite it was a while. the Coolio hair, right? I remember uh fuck, what's his face? Shit. Some dude from Kamloops. He walked into the video store and he looked at me and started laughing outright and just like, shit, crisscross. <laughs> and and I was so cocky and confident, I was just I I didn't take it offensively at all. I just laughed with him. And that's the best fuck thing. Yeah, look at me. That is one of the fuck. I was thinking about that's the best. That relates to what we were talking about. Like, if you're at your best, you'd be like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. if someone's like, oh, like trying to just take it in a totally good way. Like, and I was working at the video store. I was really self-conscious about being like 23 or 24 working at a video store. That was tough, man. I, yeah. And seeing people like, oh, hey, yeah, you still too. work at this at the video store. Like that's that takes a toll on your ego and stuff. But I had fucking crisscross hair. <laughs> like I just didn't give a shit. I had fucking crisscross hair. Did you have? Were you wearing your pants backwards? I was wearing a fuck a red golf shirt. Oh yeah, and khakis. The, the uniform at movie gallery was god awful. Like, at least at, at uh, the theater, you had, like, black pants and a black shirt. I, yeah, I had, to wear I had to wear a red shirt, a red and golf khakis shirt. khakis are bad. And I, khaki I had to wear khakis at Future Shop. Oh, God. And I had to do the tuck. And I remember, like, when my boss was around, I would just, like, untuck. And I was like, oh, God. I did so much better. Two things at the movie theater. Uh, we were supposed to tuck shirts. I didn't. I did for the first bit. I yeah. I untucked. We rebelled. I also um, <laughs> had a hat revolution where we were everyone in the in like the popcorn serving area was to supposed them. to wear hats, and I remember there was That's like so silly. seven people on or something, and I was like, people would be like, "Oh, we're supposed to be wearing hats," and I'm like, "No, we all don't wear hats." Like, you know, if it's one person, that's yeah. so actually. I think management was mad and tried to get us to do it once in a while, but I always did like the no hat revolution. Like, it's so silly. Why the fuck do they care if you wear a hat? I guess it's, it's like just stupid. I guess it's like you know, they want What are we, a baseball team? All, they want all the employees to look tight across the board. You gotta wear the cap. You gotta look tight. <laughs> but a hat, a hat? Like a baseball hat? Future job was the worst. I that's such an interesting thing. Didn't it feel so good when you moved away from Kamloops? You yeah. came back and when you saw people, you could be like, yeah, I'm going to school. Like, instead of, like, people seeing you at a workplace. Like, that was, yeah. I hated that. There was, at your best sometimes, 
you would like I always made the joke I would I would see people and they're like how you doing and I was like I made a joke but I wasn't like I'm living the dream living the dream so yeah. it was like always the best thing to say about movie theater was the worst because you had such a high visibility within the community yeah like, and everyone goes to movies like all the all the everyone at the same time I was like I felt like throughout high school and, and after high school I think there was a large portion of people that still appreciated me as a person and yeah. who I was that would have genuinely been stoked to see me and wanted to know what I was up to on top of that and that was cool but it was still hard like and yeah. it closer to 22 and 23 was when you start to get the blues and be like fuck man like yeah, I wouldn't, I'm embarrassed I wouldn't, I wouldn't I'm mind embarrassed to be here right now I wouldn't like, mind having more feeling. on the go right now than this like yeah. cause I don't like that but and, and in reality it's like whatever you gotta pay the bills do whatever you have to do mm -hmm. and I don't I don't look down on people who work customer service and stuff, but when I did, I was self-conscious of it. Yeah. It's a pretty heavy thing. It was so funny, though, when I got my first, like, I got a really good job in Vancouver, and we skated on weekends, making mushroom-blading, what, what we didn't know, but what was mushroom-blading for me before. Yeah. And I remember, like, I was, mi I was miserable, kind of, in that area, like, of my life, and I remember saying, like, this is it? Is it? This, this is, is what, what I I'm for. This is what I'm supposed to do now for like twenty years or thirty yeah. years. Like, I can't. It's a depressing thing. Yeah. I can't do this for that. Like, I you yeah. You work like a shitty job, and then you like go to school, and you do this thing, and you work, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get this job, and you work so hard for it, and then you get it. You get it. And, and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't as awesome as like, yeah, I'm not working at the theater anymore. But I'm still miserable. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people deal with that. It relates also to what I said before. When I do this, I get laughed at by Lacey sometimes because she knows I want to make a very important point. Like I'm almost like this is the point on my finger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it relates to what I was saying before that like I think the future of having jobs and careers and things like that is you won't have one thing. I love the idea of people having like this like one job and then they might do something on the side that makes money and they might have like a third thing that's actually their passion they might also have a little bit of income from that and you wouldn't work your one job full-time you might actually be able to support yourself doing these other two things totally and you would actually again they would they would support each other yeah. through that you wouldn't get sick of one you wouldn't get sick of one thing one thing because it would be a really healthy you would to do different you would maybe like things all the time. think that you hate the one thing while you're doing the one thing but you might hate the other thing one day and might be like oh i missed this because of this yeah that it's like you just have a few different things and at the same time they all feed into each other that you learn lessons from one thing yeah. that go into the other i don't know right now it's like what i do it's not like the biggest money maker but it's like growing quite quickly and what I found it's is exciting. that you just get thrust into so many diff like such a wide variety of situations and you meet so many people and you learn so much through that that's like that's cool yeah I like that about it so I don't know it's awesome where to go yeah. from that really awesome what you're doing <gasps> thanks for the pizza Lacey it was really good you're gonna have to entertain me for a while you look really good. Yeah, you look nice. Thanks, thanks guys. <laughs> oh, do you need the keys? I think you're downstairs. Oh. Oh, I'm really sorry. You're gonna have to enter. Do you want a break now? What? We can we can break and then Okay, yeah.
So we'll come uh, back for part two. Part two. Thanks, everyone. Of ten. Yeah. <laughs>